1: I like playing 442. I love playing looking like with the lads at the pub, and I would absolutely batter Nigel Pearson in a fight. Thanks for
2: listening and enjoy the podcast. Cheers.
1: Hello everybody. Welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. Today I'm joined by Jed. Say hello Jed. Hello mate. And we're also joined by Paul. How are you doing, Paul? Hey Jake. We're talking Champions League football this week, boys. The only Champions. four games. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Nicely introduced by Jed there. <laughs> uh, only four games to talk about, but four, I'd say, pretty decent games to to start with. Hey, boys, for the Champions League return, a round of 16 yeah. started in good fashion. And we'll start with uh, the Killian Mbappe show or Barcelona 1 PSG 4 Uh Jed, what did you make of this?
3: Great game. Really, really entertaining game of football all the way through. Um, I thought in the first half, things were a little bit more even. Barcelona weren't brilliant, but PSG didn't really sort of hit their their stride fully in the first half. Second half, they Mm. they just completely dominated and and exposed the weaknesses that Barcelona have at the minute, which is primarily their Mm. defence. It's just not what it was. In in previous years, um, I thought PSG were in that second half. They were really really good, and they were playing like contenders um, for for the trophy. And um, Bappe, as you mentioned, ran the show. And um, uh, what a talent he is! Absolutely incredible performance. Scored some lovely goals, and they've basically put themselves through already. I know, like that, you know, in the Champions League, you never know. Yeah, but when you fall one down. Yeah, you know, and you've still got to go away as Barcelona have. I, I don't see them winning this tie, to be honest.
1: Paul, I'd, I, I'd imagine you were probably like me. You probably watched the highlights of this because it was on during the Liverpool game. And um, what did you make of it when you sort of were getting the updates and, and watched it? Yeah, sort
0: of- I was kind of flicking back and forth, especially in the first half. Um, yeah, before the game, I thought I didn't see it was didn't think it would be four one. Obviously, um, like when I saw Messi. Dembele and Griezmann up front I thought they would do all right but then watching the game watching the first half they were just so predictable and so pedestrian like with the ball Mm. it was like definitely it looked like they'll give the ball to Messi and hope hope for the best (laughs) um yeah I was really surprised I haven't like watched much of Barca but yeah Griezmann just seemed so off the pace Mm. nothing like the player from like a few years ago um and then yeah Messi got the first goal and then you're kind of thinking oh this Barcelona will do all right here, but then yeah, PSG just came back, came back into it, and yeah, destroyed them in the second half. Um, but yeah, that Barça team, like they they really are so far past it. Messi mm. wants to go, obviously, and then Busquets, PK, Jordi Alba. They've been there so long that they really just need to start afresh. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I I watched the game back on uh, BT on the highlights after Liverpool game, and like you say, Paul, when Barcelona took the lead, I was sort of expecting like the old Barcelona where they go on and and sort of take PSG to pieces like they did a few years ago, but it was complete opposite. And I think Mbappe, I mean, he's just staked his claim, hasn't he, to the third best player behind Messi (laughs) and Ronaldo, I think. Uh, And it was a bit of a passing of the torch moment, uh, potentially as well. A lot of people (laughs) were saying online, um, Messi passing the torch to Mbappe, who showed uh, everything... I think a complete. It was a complete performance, wasn't it, from him? I mean, all the goals yeah. were, were really, really good. All different goals as well. You had the poaching goal, the, the run through the entire team goal. <laughs> uh, PK tried his absolute best to get back at him,
3: didn't
1: he? <laughs> Came nowhere near him. Um, but yeah, I thought PSG were great, um, and they'll hopefully now want to go one step further, won't they? Uh, obviously, beaten finalists last year. Um, do you think they're in with a good shout? Of, of winning the whole tournament this year?
3: I do. Off that performance, I would say yes. Um, against the better side, they'd probably be more tested. But what you've got to remember is they didn't have Neymar, didn't have Di Maria in the side, mm. and they've still demolished Barcelona. Um, so I think that they are genuine contenders for it this year. I think Bayern Munich are probably the favourites still. Um, but yeah, it's knockout football, isn't it? Anything can happen. Exactly. Um, exactly. Just, I mean, as as you said, obviously you guys watched the highlights uh, because the Liverpool game was on. I thought for balance I would watch this game just yeah. to, yeah, so, <laughs> so one of us has seen the full 90 minutes. Um, the the Barcelona opening goal, I'd say it was sort of against the run of play a little bit. Um, while it was a more even half than the second half, PSG, had, for the most part, have been on top inside the early parts of the game. Um, and it, the penalty itself, my first instinct was that it wasn't a penalty. I don't know, obviously, I'm sure you've seen it, guys. But
2: back, it's it's yeah.
3: really one that you have to look at from the right angle to think it's a penalty. Yeah. Because my first, the first replay they showed, it looked like De Jong clipped his own leg. And then there was one reverse angle where there was a slight bit of contact which moved his his leg onto the other one. And that's how he went down. Really tight call, though. Um, what, what do you make of that?
1: Yeah, I, I did see that. Um, and like you, mate, the first couple of replays, I was like, don't know how that's a penalty, but like you say, there was that one replay that showed it. And in the end, I think it was a really good call mm. um to give it. But um yeah, when I was watching it, it did look like it was against the runner play. And then PSG sort of just, well, credit to PSG, you know, they went behind, but then didn't show any signs of what um, Barcelona do, basically, at the moment. And when they go go behind, just sort of fall apart a little bit. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> and- yeah. And they- they got the equaliser quite quickly as well. Um, it did. Yes, that and certainly helped that, them. Didn't um, it? Absolutely, and that that equaliser that the first Mbappe goal was just absolutely brilliant. The footwork in the box to just sort of skip past the defender, and he's just absolutely smashed it into the into the net. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a brilliant goal, and he is some talent. Like, I think I genuinely think that he will be one of the best in the world. I think he's already at that level, isn't he? But go in, in in the next few years, he's gonna. When he hits his peak, he's going to be an insane player. And I've seen a few comparisons between him and the um, original Ronaldo um, mm. after that yeah. that game the other night, and I, I, do you know I can see it because he's 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 strong, he's quick, he's really tightened on the ball. Like it's it's a good comparison to make, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Paul. What do you? Barcelona have been in a bit of free fall for a while now. Um, what do you think that needs to happen at that club to to turn? essentially the best side in the world to a bit of a laughing stock in Europe like they are a bit of a stock, aren't they at the moment um you know Roma turned it around against them Liverpool turned it around against them they got knocked out last year and then obviously they've just been battered here I mean the messy saga <laughs> what yeah what do you think what do you think they need to do mate to turn that around
0: um it seems like it all starts at the top like there's a lot of problems in the background with the president and um, mm. so it seems like they need to sort that out and then once they sort that out then it'll be like whether Messi will stay obviously Messi said he's gonna leave um or he'll stay one more season or whatever but then that like that could easily change if he gets even more money than he's already <laughs> getting or like gets a few more promises or something like that but I think I really think that Koeman is there just for this season um yeah. until they sort out the presidency and get a more long term strategy like it's such a bizarre appointment i think anyway um managing like everton and southampton to go and to manage <laughs> barça just cuz he played for them like fair enough if it was like Guardiola and he's kind of young and it's his one of first jobs but like cooman has been around for so long and hasn't exactly won the lot or anything like that mm. um so it seemed like his his appointment was kind of just for the season to see how it went and yeah they're like 10 points off atletico and then yeah, out of Champions League. Like, they obviously did something right in the group stages to get through. Yeah. But then this is just, a, yeah, like you said, just fell apart. I think, like, for the first goal, the defend, like, the finish is amazing, but the defending was atrocious. Yeah. I think PK and Langlet just kind of looked at him looked at badly and then he just smashed it in. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. You wonder what's going on that they can just collapse like that so easily. Obviously, PSG are good, but, and they are. I wouldn't say they're favourites, but they're in like top four, maybe to win it. Um, mm. But yeah, you, like you shouldn't be like falling apart that easily. I don't think. Um, but yeah, mm. it'll, it'll be interesting. Like it could be basically it could be Messi's last game in the Champions League for Barça, which is, absolutely yeah, interesting, which, yeah, yeah, which is kind of weird to think about. Um, and yeah, where he'll go after that is interesting as well.
1: As controversial as it is, I think for Barcelona to move forward now. I think they almost need to let go of Messi. Um mm, uh, yeah. because the saga's rolling on now. I mean, he's not getting any younger. He's what, 33, 34? He's on extortionate wages. Barcelona are a club that are hemorrhaging cash at the minute. They're still paying off the Coutinho deal, and that was nearly three years ago. Um, you know, they've made some ridiculous transfer decisions. I mean, the Coutinho <laughs> deal alone, 100-plus hundred and hundred plus million pounds. Dembele from Borussia Dortmund was a ridiculous fee yeah. you know um, I Pretty feel cool like they plan. do they, they, need, they need to start again um, yeah and, they,
3: and need, I think they need a rebuild
1: absolutely mate and I think you know as much as Barcelona probably don't want to admit it they, they're they probably going to they're going to they're gonna have to get rid of Messi anyway but if they sign him again for another 3 years on however I don't even know how much money he's on like a million pound a week or something ridiculous like that i mean it's not it's not a great it's not a great uh financial plan to say the least but i agree yeah. with what you say about kuman i read today that he was almost hired to be that scapegoat for this season and he sort of knew that when he took took the job um that he would be in it for a year take yeah. all the flack basically and um because he's a Barca legend, they sort of were like, well, you can handle it, so we'll move you on at <laughs> the end be of honest, the year.
3: Like, if, if you're Ronald Koeman, I mean, you're not going to turn down the chance to manage Barcelona, oh, yeah. or anyway. <laughs> especially when your your previous jobs are Southampton and Everton, and then not doing very well with the Holland national job. So, you'd no, I, I, have been a fool to turn that down. I don't think you'll have too many issues with uh, with what's going on there. But like I say, I think they they need to to let go of Messi, move on. Mm. is you can't your your tactics can't just be rely on him to produce a moment of magic because the older he gets it's (laughs) the less likely it is it's going to happen while he's still capable of it obviously you know he's still capable of it it's just let's say if something happens to him if he gets injured and there's no plan B because while the other players in the squad they've got are very good they're not you know they're not they're not messy they're not playing (laughs) they're not playing the football that they're capable of you know put it that way and and yeah like I say it's just there's no there's nothing about that Barcelona team that really fills you with confidence, is it that they're gonna go and, and do something, especially in this tournament when they're gonna get, you know, they're getting turned over by PSG. Um definitely not. Times are a change in there, aren't they?
1: They certainly are, mate. They certainly are. Um any more points on this game, lads, before we move on?
3: I just want to add, uh, I thought Marco Verratti had a really good game for PSG mm. in the it was sort of like a number ten role he was playing in um and he just completely ran the midfield the whole game they um all the psg attacks and, and movement in the midfield seemed to come through him and he he seemed to then find the attackers moving into you know the, those attacking positions um I, I was really impressed with him and i think that Pochettino in terms of how he set the team up did it really well um yeah given that he's he's still new to the to that side he seems to have got a good measure on you know where to put players you know what how to utilise them and get the best out of them and he certainly got the best out of Mbappe
0: that night he's even getting the best out of Moise Keane as well he is yeah Duncan Ferguson couldn't do (laughs) 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 that's another mad one like he's obviously a really good player going like playing for Juve and then obviously everything went wrong wrong for him at Everton Mm. Um, but yeah it's kind of it's good to see those sorts of players getting a chance Um, and yeah he scored a goal it's a nice finish as well as header Mm. It was
1: a lovely goal. Yeah. It was like when um, PSG signed Chupa Moting. Yeah,
0: exactly. State, yeah. It? It was
1: <laughs> a really bizarre. They 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 would love a little random bizarre transfer or PSG. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think with that one, Tuchel had already managed Chupa Moting at least. Yeah. This one, I think it could have been uh, Keen's agent kind of got him. <laughs> Some Some got him lobbying. Yeah, some yeah. agent, that
3: is. I mean, for, he could well have ended up at like Bournemouth or something, couldn't he, going from that, <laughs> yeah. not having a, you know, having a poor spell at Everton. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Moving on, lads, to uh, Liverpool-Leipzig. Liverpool won 2-0. Um, and to be honest, I, watching this game, I thought Liverpool were really, really good. It was very much like Liverpool last year, but they defended well. Uh, attacking-wise, a bit of luck definitely played into their side, uh, into their hands. But um, I thought Liverpool were really good, uh, dominated the possession, had lots of counter-attacking chances. Uh, Paul, I'll start with you. What did you make of this one, mate?
0: Uh, Yeah, I kind of felt the same as you, I guess. Um, They definitely rode their luck at the start um, Mm, with that chance, that header that hit the post and came back out. like That could have easily hit (laughs) Alisson and gone back in. Um, And then, yeah, it was... Yeah, it was like last season. It was like how they've played before. But then I was kind of thinking we saw that against Spurs a few weeks ago. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, this could go either way, especially yeah. if Leipzig get a goal. And then, yeah, then they like, obviously they got very lucky with the two goals, at least the, like before the finish. The, both of the finishes were like impeccable, basically. But uh,
1: like one,
0: yeah, they really were. Um, but yeah, it was one of those that could have gone either way. But then once they got it in the lead, it was... It was like a performance from last season, or right. Like it reminded me of that game against Bayern two seasons ago away, mm. and it just they just kind of seemed completely in control. Yeah. After they got the goals, um, which I don't think they get enough credit for that. How they're able to, especially in the Champions League, go ahead and kind of shut up shop, but not yeah. kind of make it look like they are. Um, so yeah, they did well to to keep the clean sheet, and yeah, your man Kabak looked decent, like a bit like. He reminded me a bit like Sacco on the ball. You don't really know what's going to happen. But <laughs> then, like, you keep the ball or he clears it or whatever. So, yeah, it was definitely a positive day at the office for
1: Definitely. Wednesday. Jed, uh, what did you make of this when you watched it back?
3: Well, uh, obviously, I only watched the highlights. Um, yeah. I thought that Liverpool were a bit lucky, to be honest. Um, obviously, didn't see the whole game. I, I'm, but looking at the stats, it looked like they had, you know, the better of the possession, things like that, which you'd expect with Liverpool. Um, but the goals. When they did come for Liverpool, came off two massive mistakes within uh, the Leipzig defense. Obviously, the first one they just gave the ball away, and, and <laughs> Salah punished them for it. Um, you know, he, he's not going to pass up a chance like that, is he? And the second goal, Upamecano has just uh, let the ball bounce and then sort of tried to flick it over the defense. I, I don't even know what he's attempted there. Like, just get rid. You know, I don't know what I don't know what he's doing. Um, but obviously, he lets Mane in. For the, the second chance, and and that's it, game over. I do think that um, Leipzig are probably still in the tie, but mm. it's a really really good result for Liverpool to go there, not concede, and get two away goals. You know, going into the next leg, um, like Paul mentioned, it could have been a bit a different story if that early chance had gone in off the post. Um, but fair play to Liverpool for you know for going there and getting that result because I think especially with how they've been playing in the league at the moment, that's a yeah. a, bit, a big win for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, that chance early on, the way Liverpool's look and especially Alisson's look's been going, I I fully expected it to hit Alisson on the back and sort of go in. And I was just, when it didn't, I was very, very I like really gobsmacked. I was like, wow, a uh, bit of luck finally. And then, like you say, they, you know, liked gave the ball straight to Salah, probably the last person you want to give the ball to mm. um, in that final third. And it was a really good finish. And yeah, that, that defensive error was. Was shocking for that second goal. Just get rid of the ball at anywhere, but to Sadio Mane. Again, another player you don't really want to give the ball to in the final third. Um, but I thought uh, Liverpool's midfield three were really, really solid. Thiago had a really good game, uh, but Curtis Jones I thought was phenomenal. Curtis yeah, um, Jones is very good. He was very good, and he looks like he's improving every single game. Um, some of the 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 way he got past Leipzig players and things like that, the little drops of the shoulder and finding the ball surrounded by two or three players and, and managing to get out of it and, and keep the possession nicely with you know a simple pass or a, a big long raking one was really good. And like you say, Paul Kabak as well, I thought was was definitely solid and he got man of the match as well. Yeah, um, like he does. He is a bit Sacco like, isn't he? With a, <laughs> when he starts running, you don't really know what he's going to do with it. Um, yeah. He's like, he,
0: a beast. He is, he definitely
1: is. Okay yeah. yeah, he I think he pretty much won every header as well, didn't he? Which was which was good. Liverpool have been uh, lacking someone in that area without Van Dyke and Gomez to to win headers on the ball. And um I thought that chance at the end as well um for Leipzig was a was, I think it was Huang Chan, was it? Um when he got in behind Henderson and mm. fired wide. If that had gone in, in, you know, the last couple of minutes, that definitely yeah definitely changes the complexion of the tie. Uh, but positive for Liverpool, clean sheet away from home, two away goals. I mean, that's exactly everything that you want from a from a Champions League knockout game uh, to take back to Anfield, especially. Um, obviously, without the crowd this year, so it's going to be a, a different yeah. tie for Liverpool. So they'll have to, they'll have to manage it a, diff- a slightly different way. Um, but I think Liverpool would generally, would definitely, you know, bang on the money for the win and, and, and rightly so. Um, but yeah, I, Especially Curtis Jones, I think he's he's been a, a great player to come into the side this season. Um,
0: yeah, I think with the second leg, I think if the fans were there, you'd be like, oh, this game's done and dusted. But without mm. the fans, it's definitely a different story. Absolutely, right. Um, like, I'd still be very confident. Even if Red Bull get a couple of goals or a goal, I'd still be very confident. It seemed like Liverpool are a better team. Like, this is a team that lost five nil to United and then conceded yeah. two more. So, like. They like obviously they have a leaky defense, and your man up had a fairly terrible game, like yeah. gave the bubble away a lot in the first half. Um, and just didn't look like a player that Bayern would want or any of the top teams would want. So, yeah, he's just he's just signed for them, he's just, hasn't he? Just signed for yeah. Bayern as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, it's a weird one. I won't um, feel them in confidence, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like he's still really young, obviously, but uh, I think even if Leipzig score a couple of goals. Liverpool will uh, be able to score some as well. I think Leipzig are a side that play into Liverpool's hands a little bit.
1: We know, like Liverpool of old, were massively counter-attacking side, and they definitely lined up to be like that against the uh, this side as well. Um, You know, Leipzig play high up the pitch. They want to you attack the side in front of them, and they leave a lot, a lot of space behind for Mane and Salah to run into. And we saw that quite a lot in that game. Um, so, you know, Liverpool will, will know that and, and Leipzig will have to be very wary of that because if they're going to be committing men forward trying to, you know, score the goals to get back into the tie, they're going to leave a lot of space behind and we know how punishing this Liverpool side can be when it wants to be. And You know, if if, if players are running through one-on-one, you'd bank on Salah and Mane, you know, sticking one of their chances away and mm. potentially yeah. killing the tie. Yeah. Um, the second leg's going to be interesting, Liverpool. If they play, you know... The same style that they did uh, on Tuesday. I think they've, they've, you know, they'll have no issues at all um, in this side. Uh, well, obviously,
3: well, what you got to think is though there is quite a big gap between these two legs. Mm. A lot can happen within the next sort of three weeks or so. Um, Definitely. So it might be a completely different story going into that that second leg. Salah <laughs> might break his leg. You no, know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Liverpool's look this season. Just could happen. So um, I, I personally, I think that they'll come through it unscathed. Um, but like you say, without the fans there, it always, always makes it a different kettle of fish, really. Um, and Liverpool have been beaten in the group stage at Anfield this year, I, I believe. Um, I think, did Atalanta, Atalanta beat them? Atalanta. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's doable. It'll, I mean, it's something that Leipzig will obviously um, look at and, and look at how they can try and... Pull off that sort of result as well, but um, I reckon they'll be fine, though. But you never know.
1: You never know if that's the fun of knockout football. <laughs> uh, moving on to Wednesday's fixtures, lads. Uh, Porto producing, I'd consider quite a massive shock, beating uh, Juventus two-one, scoring a goal in the first. I think it was the first minute of each half, pretty much, wasn't it? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah have you Porto. seen the first? Have you seen the first goal? It was like, yeah, completely bizarre. What's going great. on? Like um, Chesney's just been. Be caught napping a little bit, hasn't he? They they tried to to pass the ball around in their own eighteen yard box. Sold Chesney short and got, got punished for it. Um, not the way that you'd want to start an uh, away leg like in the Champions League, time, is it?
0: Definitely
1: not, mate. Um, and I think I, I was sort of flicking between this and the Dortmund game um, back and forth, but I mostly sort of watched the Dortmund game. Um, so I didn't I didn't actually see the goals when they happened. I saw the the highlights um hmm. but from what i what i thought psg, uh, PSG porto uh, were were really really good from what i saw they they sort of dominated not dominated but they definitely outplayed juventus for yeah, large portions they, of that that game uh,
3: they they looked more up for it um, yeah. especially in the first half um again as they came out for the second half um Juve caught napping straight away hmm. you know the second goal went in and I think overall Porto did look good value for the win, uh, but I do think that Juventus were a little bit hard done by at the end. Um, yeah, with the the penalty that, that wasn't given. Um, I, think I, think I think they they, the they said on one. they said on the telly that Ronaldo was on his way down when that ball was sort of dropping and when they, when the contact mm, that was. Doesn't
0: sound like Ronaldo.
3: Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's sort of like he's leaning in the direction of where the balls dropped. Like I think it's a bit harsh to say he was already on his way down when the <laughs> contact happened because the contact happened while well, he probably was going to dive anyway. like The contact happens and if there's contact, there's got to be a penalty, hasn't it? Like, it's yeah. it stopped him from being able, being able to win that ball. And you know, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's quite athletic. So he might not mm-hmm. have hit the net there. He might, he might well have gone on and got on the end of that ball. Um, so I think that's a bit of a harsh decision to be honest. But it, they're definitely still in the tie Oh, yeah. Got the away goal there. Um, Interesting game, though. Big result for Porto.
1: Massive result. Um, It's their first win against Juventus in five encounters with them. They've lost four uh, before that and drew one. So they'll be massively inspired by this, I think. Um, And I think the second leg will be interesting whether Porto sit back and and try to just keep Juventus out or whether they try and hit them on the break. But I think think the second leg will be a, a really interesting tie because... Juventus are going to have to go for it. Obviously, they're going to have to go for it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Porto set up, definitely. Uh, Paul, what did you make of this game?
0: Yeah, just on the second leg, it'll be interesting to see if it turns into the Ronaldo show. It's all I have in my head is that Ronaldo game against Atletico Madrid mm. when they came back from 2-0 down. And he's got a hat-trick, I think, in <laughs> the return leg. So... Um, yeah. I I was like obviously surprised by this results and then making it two one gives Juve a bit of an advantage, but they've been like they haven't been the best this season. Other seasons they've been walking to the league title basically and they're mm-hmm. eight points behind, I think, now with a game in hand. So it's not the same Juve that everyone is kind of used to. Yeah. Um so definitely a chance, like obviously a big chance for Porto to go through. Um if they yeah, I think I think if Juve get get an early goal, then it obviously all changes, but yeah, Porto should be confident enough. Um but yeah, it's like how can you start a Champions League match like and concede <laughs> in the first minute and then do do the exact same in the second uh, half? Like you think been, they'd have learned their lesson, difficult. wouldn't you, after
1: the first one goes in. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I, I had exactly the same reaction you did mate, when it when they uh, when it when the second one went in. I was like, "How oh, have you done that?" It's, it's carbon copy. Like
3: surely, like you would have you would have thought as well. Like going into the dressing room in at time. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what Andrea Perlo's team talks are like. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing they're quite suave and suave, you know, yeah. sophisticated. Um, but surely one of the things he would have said is don't let that happen again. Like, switch on straight away um, because otherwise you're going to get punished. And they've literally just... It's like they they didn't... They were still in the dressing room when that that game, the second half, kicked off, weren't it? It's clearly weird. You wouldn't expect that from a team as good as Juve. But like like Paul said, they've they've been underwhelming this season, I think, um, by their own standards in in Serie A. So... um, (laughs) There's every chance that Porto could, could pull off a shock and, and beat them at, you know, in, in three yeah. weeks' time. I, I I do see that happening. Off the strength of that performance, um, there's no reason why they can't go there and win.
1: I can imagine Pierlo's team talk just being him talking through like his his wine of the week. <laughs> his like red wine of the week. It's all he all he talks about for fifteen minutes, sends them back out. <laughs> yeah. And they just don't have a clue what they're doing.
3: <laughs> I think he just I think he just blow dries his hair and they sort of just look at him and they're like, Oh God.
1: I wish I'd had like that. Yeah,
3: one, <laughs> one day I'll be as cool as him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely the coolest manager around, that's for sure. Um, moving on to the second Champions League game on the Wednesday, uh, the game I spent more of my time watching, uh, Sevilla and Dortmund. Um, Sevilla getting beat 3-2. Three away goals for Dortmund and just like the PSG game with the Mbappe show, this was definitely the Haaland show. Mm. Uh did you use catch much of this one?
3: Oh, I was yeah. sort of the same, sort of flicking between them. Um, but, I mean, from what I did see of this game, it was absolutely brilliant, really entertaining. Mm.
0: was an entertaining game, yeah. Um, Haaland yeah. is just a beast. <laughs> it's like <sighs> all this, just watching his goals. Scary. Are just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just powers through everyone. Even the first goal that, like, the other guy scored. Um Hoot. Like, yeah, Da Yeah, yeah. Uh, great like, goal. Not like the first defender... And then just beat another player and pass it off to him. Like yeah. he's not oh, nineteen or twenty; it's absolutely sick.
3: Yeah, the thing, like the thing is, as well, he's he's a number nine, isn't he? And he sort of, yeah. the, like, every goal he seems to start like on the halfway line, and yeah,
0: he, like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. drops
3: in really deep, picks the ball up, and like Severe were just like they they looked frightened of him when he was running on the ball, and he's just absolutely ripped into shreds. Like that, um, that the goal was an absolute screamer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely a brilliant goal. Right yeah. into the right in the top bin. Um and then this like the the first Haaland goal, um the second like the second Dortmund goal was just incredible. like in- he's run from the halfway line, just charged forward. Nobody's put any sort of pressure on him because they're like, he's gonna fucking riff us here. And then he does a little one-two and the ball's dinked over the top, and he's just like he's always gonna get to that ball first because he's got yeah, yeah he's got legs like a a gazelle <laughs> sprinting <laughs> through that defence, and then he's just that like He's just obviously he's going to f- apply the finish as well. He is an absolutely incredible player, and he's only yeah. done twenty years old as well. Scary good.
1: He, he is like ridiculous, isn't he? Um, Haaland, I mean, I think he's got eighteen Champions League goals since the start of last <laughs> season. And Dortmund. I mean, you know they're not you know they're not getting to the final every year. So to get that many goals is like ridiculous in the amount of games that they're playing. Um But like you say, I, I've sort of been watching. A few of Dortmund's games this year when they've been on the telly, um, and every time I watch him, like you say, Jen, everyone's scared to like go near him. He's such a, a brilliant footballer already, and at, 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 I think yeah, nineteen twenty. Um, you know, he's not even you know in his prime mm. uh, yet. So. It, you know, whereas we had Messi and Ronaldo, it could be Haaland and Mbappe as the new sort of power couple. <laughs> I think, it, I think
3: it definitely will be. To be honest, I think it definitely will be. I, like the, the thing that I like most about Haaland is is that he's quite a tall lad, isn't he? He's like, yeah, he's he's not he's not under six foot, but he's got great feet, and he seems yeah. to just like he carries the ball so well. And for somebody for a centre forward of of his size, you would think you know you wouldn't expect that really of him. Um, you, you think that he'd be more sort of aerial, and but but he can do that as well. Like, great player, um, and yeah, he, he dominated this game. Um, standout performer, but um, you know, Sevilla to their credit, they they fought back in the second half. Um, yeah, they, they they gave it a good go, and they've made they've made a, a game of it. Um, it's definitely going to be an interesting second leg in this one as well, um, because it's one of those that can go either way, isn't it? And mm. for for as good as Harland is he can't defend for uh, for Dortmund <laughs> as well so like, they can they are guilty of you know potentially making a, a mistake every now and then um, Got unlucky with the goal they conceded first actually with the deflection yeah, very taking it past the keeper. but um but yeah it's it's re- finally poised this one just like the the Porto Juventus tie
1: yeah it definitely is um another Dortmund news as well uh Jude Bellingham um, getting a start as well um so I think he's the youngest English player to start a knockout game in the Champions League, and obviously yes, he's, him and him and Sancho, um, two young English players playing consistently well for a, for a German side in the Champions League. That you know only bodes well. I think they sort of not get forgotten about because they're in Germany, but when you talk about English talent, they're not as obviously as spoken about as as everyone over here because of the fact that they're not in this country. Yeah. But you know, that Sancho getting the assist last night and him linking up with Haaland is is insane as well I mean Sancho and Haaland are sort of becoming a bit of a double act at Dortmund uh, and I know the Dortmund fans absolutely love the pair of them uh, well, well, they, <laughs> this is it um, but if, if you're a manager of, of, of a side and you've got the chance to, to sign Mbappe or Haaland which one do you go for? Oh,
3: don't make us choose for the, Can for we, the mighty can't Kov we just Jets? enjoy them both? I'm, I'm,
1: you're a commentary, you're the commentary manager. You've had a an impl- the <laughs> play. Yeah. Um, uh, who, who do you go for out of the two? The, man, um, the the chairman said one or the other. You've got one or the other.
3: I'm gonna cut them both in half down the middle <laughs> and stitch them together um, and and make one super player. You can't. You can't do um, that. Uh, do you know what at this point I, I genuinely can't choose between them. Uh, I'm sitting on that fence. Come back to me me in
0: a year's time. I'm going to go for Haaland, I reckon. Just a bit younger. Big shout. By two years. Um, (laughs) But he's just a. Yeah, I don't know. Mbappe's a goal machine. Mbappe's
3: Mbappe's won the World Cup, right?
0: Yeah, and uh, Haaland. Haaland plays for Norway, though. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) He thought we win a World Cup on his own. Exactly.
3: Uh,
0: (laughs) Like watching Haaland just go so direct. And as you said, not playing for one of the best teams in the Champions League. Mm. And yeah, he just scores for fun. Yeah. So yeah, he's just... But yeah, I know, both good players. Do you know, the,
3: do you know the thing I like most about Erling Haaland is that his idol growing up was you at Swansea? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, <laughs> like, that first you season, I mean, he's clearly got some influence <laughs> from there, hasn't
3: he? <laughs> 100%. <like. laughs> Meet
1: you. That's,
3: that's, but like, that's a if, random one, that, isn't it? If you think about it, though, without Meet there's no Erling Haaland. We're not having this conversation now, are we? So, like, <laughs> Thank you, Meet you. That's the best. That For me, that's the standout thing about Erling Ireland. Great football. All <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks to Meachu. Loves Meachu.
0: <laughs> did you see when, like, um, like obviously he was born in Leeds or whatever, and then when they played Northern Ireland, Norway played Northern Ireland, and he got Stuart yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Sure. He yeah. yeah. supports Leeds, like, doesn't he? like it? marching on together or whatever. Yeah. Uh he's, <laughs> it's like he's one of the most famous people in the world or in football and he's asking for Stuart Dallas's shirt. Dallas, shirt. <laughs> he's obviously just a massive like Leeds fan or football fan in general. I think he's, he is I, I think his, he is um, a Leeds fan, because
3: obviously yeah. his, his um his dad played for Leeds, didn't he? So yeah.
0: I and, love uh, his um his interview.
1: His interviews are, are great as well. Like they're very Zlatan, aren't they? Yeah. Like <laughs> such like a ro- uh, there's a lot of like everyone saying he's like a robot, isn't he? <laughs> like, he's,
3: he well, he's to the point, isn't he? I guess he sort, exactly. of, he sort of plays that way as well, don't he? He's just like, yeah. Right, I'm, getting, I'm getting the ball. I'm going in the midfield. I'm taking it forward. I'm score. You know, yeah. yeah, you're gonna. You're, I'm gonna pass it to you, and then you're gonna whip one into the top corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. Well, no, player. he's.
1: A, oh, yeah, he's a great player, and I think the next ten years with Mbappe and Haaland, the, you know, if they keep keep going the way they are, it's going to be a, another thoroughly entertaining generational battle between the two. Definitely. Uh, and one that I certainly look forward to. Uh, lads, Champions League's back. Uh, obviously, the first half of the games were this week. Next, The next half of the last 16 are coming next week. Um, so we'll bring this show back. So unfortunately, that's, that's time to end, lads, but uh, it's been a... Great, great show. Talking about you know only four games, but we've had lots of talking points. So, um, what Champions else, League please? is
3: all about, isn't it? it doesn't they don't oh. do nil nils in the Champions League? <laughs> Definitely there's not. No, uh, there's no Brighton Burnleys in the Champions League.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> uh,
1: so first, thank you, Jed. Always a pleasure, mate. Absolutely, mate. And thank you, Paul, as well. Cheers. Oh, Paul, you are uh, you have a new article up as well, don't you? Do you want to plug that, mate?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, this actually I stole from my brother. He was messaging me about it, uh, and everyone saw the referee square up talent judge, and then he was like reading it, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And then he got a push notification from Sky, and he's just like, what's this all about? <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I just decided to write about how Sky kind of basically spreading in this uh, video or whatever, but kind of knowing in the background that that ref is going to get a lot of abuse while at the same time, Sky, Plug, Black Lives Matter, and all those other good campaigns as well. So there's a bit of hypocrisy there. So, yeah, Absolutely. wrote about it. So check it out on Twitter, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, up it's on our Twitter, across,
3: across um, our website as well, and Facebook and that.
1: Yeah, and, and it's a it's a really really interesting read, and I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, it's a, a good take, a good take on on it for sure. Um, but that's all we got time for this week. Um, so thank you, everybody, for listening, and cheery bye.
2: 18 plus.